Hey everyone, good morning. Welcome to Ridgeway Church. We are so glad that you decided to join us this morning online, on your couch, in your pajamas, with a cup of coffee in your hand, wherever you are. Honestly, so honored that you are here. Um, First, I'd like to begin just by doing a quick prayer. Right before we get into the word, let's invite the Holy Spirit in. So wherever you are, bear your head, close your eyes. Dear Jesus, in this moment, would you speak to us? Holy Spirit, open up our eyes that we would see Jesus better. Open up our ears to hear everything that you have for us and open up our hearts, God, to receive all that you want to uh, pour out on us this morning. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do in our lives. In your name we pray. Amen. Growing up in school at the beginning of each and every day, we did this thing called roll call. And you would sit in your seat and the teacher would go down the list of names. And uh, when it got to your name, she would or he would, you know, say your name and then you would, you know, pipe up and raise your hand or you would say here. Um, And honestly, I was one of either the best or the worst students because by the end of each and every first day, the teacher knew my name. Now, it was probably because they had called my name about a million times to tell me to stop talking. But roll call was just a way to see who was there that day. So if you're physically present, if you're in the classroom, you'd raise your hand or you'd say here. But how many of you know that you can be physically present somewhere, but never actually show up? And if you're the type of person that likes to take notes, um, number one, I'm talking about math class because that was me in math class. I, oh, I was always there. I have no idea what happened in that class. But um, if you're taking notes, the title of my message is called Roll Call. So lately, um, with everything going on in my life and as well as everybody else's lives, um, everything has taken a turn. And everything that I used to do, my schedule, my routine, my job, and, and all of it looks so much different than it did a few weeks ago. And in its isolation, Honestly, I felt the need to distract myself. I felt like I needed to do something to, to get rid of all of the information, all of the noise, all of the news, and even some of the things in my heart. Like I, I just wanted to put all of that stuff to the side. And if I'm being honest, I started this quarantine with Netflix in my bed, pajamas, cup of coffee, just doing my thing. But then that's when I started to feel it. And if you grew up in church, like, like I did, or if you, if you have been around church for a number of years, um, like for me, I have been on more retreats and camps and conferences than I can remember. And so one thing that I always walked away from those moments with was a feeling that, that I needed to draw deeper in my relationship with God. And and a lot of those moments did set that up for me. So, you know, I I remember so many camps, I had moments and experiences that changed my life forever. And, And God definitely called me deeper. But even this week, I've been feeling God call me deeper again in my faith and in my relationship with with him. So what you might be asking, does any of that have to do with a roll call in a classroom during school. Well, if you have your Bibles or if you have your iBibles, your iPads, whatever it is that you uh, like to use, I'm reading out of the message version. And we're going to look at 1 Samuel chapter 3, starting in verse 1. And it says this, 
The boy Samuel was serving God under Eli's direction. This was at a time when the revelation of God was rarely heard or seen. And one night Eli was sound asleep. His eyesight was very bad. He could hardly see. It was well before dawn. The sanctuary lamp was still burning. Samuel was in bed in the temple of God where the chest of God rested. Then God called out, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, yes, I'm here. And then he ran to Eli saying, I heard you call. Here I am. Eli said, I didn't call you, go back to bed. And so he did. God called again, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli. I heard you call, here I am. And again, Eli said, son, I didn't call you, go back to bed. This all happened before Samuel knew God for himself. It was before the revelation of God had been given to him personally. God called again, Samuel, the third time. Yet again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Yes, I heard you call me, here I am. That's when it dawned on Eli that God was calling the boy. So Eli directed Samuel, go back and lie down. And if the voice calls again, say, speak, God, I'm your servant, ready to listen. Samuel returned to his bed. Then God came and stood before him exactly as before, calling out, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak, I'm your servant, ready to listen. And God said to Samuel, listen carefully. I'm getting ready to do something in Israel that is going to shake everyone up and get their attention. Now, God called out to Samuel, just like in roll call. And it took Samuel a few tries, but eventually Samuel showed up. And all of this craziness, I've been thinking about my life and the church as a whole. And honestly, I've been thinking about the fact, if anyone notices whether or not we're missing, does, do our neighbors know that we're not interacting with them anymore? Do, does our, do the neighbors here at our church know that we're not gathering on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. in the parking lot anymore? And that has really started to bother me because I've been trying to figure out how I can better show up uh, in this circumstance, and even when this thing is over. And in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, we get this from Paul. He said, he creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. The good work he has gotten ready for us to do, work we had better be doing. Now, since this whole thing started, I've, I've been seeing the hashtag, the church has left the building everywhere. And you know what happened after Resurrection Sunday a few thousand years ago? I know it's not time for Pentecost, but we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit because he's vital in all of this. The church met in homes. And in these homes, the Holy Spirit met them, filled them up with power and authority and gave them divine purpose. And after Pentecost, man, did the church show up. If Jerusalem had been wondering where all the Jesus followers had gone, they weren't anymore. The believers showed up and changed the world. And even in this crisis, I believe God is calling us to remember what it was first like when we first heard him call our names. For me, I was about 13 years old. It was at a church retreat. And I had grown up in church my entire life. My dad was a deacon, which means he was the first one there and the last one to leave. And I always got, er I always got there early with him as much as I could. And if possible, my friends were all at church. So I would leave with him as late as possible if I could. 
But it wasn't until I was 13 years old that I decided for myself, I'm going to see if this whole God thing is real. I'm going to see if Jesus really is who he says he is. And man, I'm glad I did. Because the minute I decided to go after God, I found out that he had been going after me my entire life. And I'll never forget the first time I had an experience with God because it changed my life. I believe that even in this crisis, God is calling us to remember that first moment for us. Or maybe it was the time that he saved us from addiction. Or maybe he healed your body. Or maybe he made a way when everything seemed impossible. If we can remember what it was like the first time that we realized that we had a heavenly father who not only loves us, but chooses us, I think we realize that this season, this moment of uncertainty and this pandemic is exactly where God can show up. And if we as a church to show up in our jobs, in our schools, in our homes, at the dinner table, in our circle of friends, fully invested with the power of the Holy Spirit, man, what a world that could be. Now, what does that look like? I just want to give us three things um, that I think are going to help us show up in this pandemic and after this pandemic. Number one, I think it requires childlike faith, not childish. And I think so much of this has helped me to refocus and, and, and to realize that a lot of my attitudes were sometimes childish, pettiness, bitterness. I don't want to do this. I don't get along with that person, whatever. Honestly, after this whole quarantine thing, I'm ready to hang out with everybody. I'm ready to love on everybody. I am ready to take a new step in my relationship with Jesus and in my relationship with others. I'm ready to leave childish faith behind. But remember childlike faith? Jesus calls us to trust him. And in this moment, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know when I'm going to get paid next. I don't know when this is going to happen. This is pretty crazy, but I trust God in this moment. I know that he's out there working things for the good of those that believe in him. And I'm one of those people. He is a good father who looks after us. So remember, childlike, not childish. Number two, I want to challenge us to dig a little deeper. In this season, it's so easy to try and fill your time with things to distract you. It's so easy to sit in front of the couch and watch Netflix. Or what I've been doing is I've been going on a lot of walks, which is good. But if I'm using that to distract me from actually growing deeper in my relationship with God, honestly, this time that we have is unprecedented. I have off of work for who knows how long. I have all of this free time. And, and one thing that I've noticed more than ever is that I don't want to listen to secular music as much. Now, that might not be you. Maybe you all you do is listen to Christian music, but I love Queen, okay? And in this season, I have stopped listening to so much music that isn't necessarily bad, but doesn't necessarily bring me closer to God. And I found myself opening up Spotify and I will have a worship song on repeat. I will have my Bible open as much as I can. I will do as many devotionals as I can because there is something about this time that I haven't had before where I'm undistracted to go after the deeper things of God. And lastly, I want to challenge us to love well. 
The verse of the day this week on Wednesday was Philippians 1 uh, verses 9 and 11. And it says this. So this is my prayer that your love would flourish and that you will not only love much, but well. Learn to love appropriately. You need to use your head and test your feelings so that your love is sincere and intelligent, not sentimental gush. Live a lover's life, circumspect and exemplary, a life Jesus will be proud of, bountiful in fruits from the soul, making Christ attractive to all and getting everyone involved in the praise and glory of God. I want to challenge us in this season to love well. And we all have neighbors, we all have people in our lives that we maybe haven't talked to in a while. Make the extra effort this week and in this season to get in touch with people. Maybe your neighbor needs some toilet paper and you're one of those people that went out and bought 20 rolls or 20 whatever bags. I don't know what toilet paper comes in, but 20 of the big things. Maybe you stockpiled a bunch of water. Maybe you have an elderly neighbor that could use some yard work. I don't know what it is. Maybe you have a friend that you haven't talked to in a while and you could just FaceTime them, shoot them a text, give them a call. We all have all this time in our hands and loving people is practical. So remember this childlike faith. Let's dig deeper and let's love well. Now, I don't know where you're at, but this is pretty challenging to me. Um, And so if this is pretty challenging to you, I actually want to invite you Wherever you are, whether it's in your couch, in your bed, all across Madison and all across wherever the Internet takes us. um, If you're listening to this message and the Holy Spirit is stirring something in your heart, I want to pray with you because I know that this message challenged me. I know that this is what God is doing in my life in this season. I know that it's not easy, but I believe that God is preparing us for what life looks like on the other side of this. I believe that God is calling us to show up with our faith. And so wherever you are, if that's you, would you pray with me? Dear Jesus, I commit to you my life and God, over the next few days and weeks, would you in my life begin to help me show up? Show me the areas of my life that need some work. Show me the the places in my heart that have some cobwebs that need some spring cleaning. And God, would you teach me what it's like to trust you, to have childlike faith? Would you help me to dig a little bit deeper, God, in this moment? And God, would you remember and would you help me remember what it's like to love well? If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the team. We're trying to get better in all of this. And uh, if if you need any resources, honestly, check out our website. Uh, You can find out some information if you're interested in becoming a Christian or whatever uh, this looks like for you. We are here to walk this journey with you. Um, Church, I am so glad you are here this week. I love all of you. See you next week.